Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo! Welcome everyone to the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and we have a fun show for you today. We have this week's Prospect Alert. And my hot takes of the week. But before we get into that, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. And follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Subscribe. Listen, rate, and share. The show was on iTunes and SoundCloud. All right. I hope you guys have had a great week, man. It is Friday here in Chicago, and I feel like every time we do a Friday show, it's raining here in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> all in all, man, it's been a beautiful week. It's been a little chilly here, and um, there has been so much going on in the fight world. We have boxing this weekend with Dazen. We have her Dazen or Dazone or I've heard it so many different ways. Um, we have the PFL. The PFL can turn the tournament is continuing this weekend as well. So they have their middleweight and welterweight tournaments. That should be incredible. Um, but yo, we're just gonna go ahead and jump into the show. Prospect alerts. All right. Uh, Prospect alert is where right here on the Fight Podcast, we show love to up and coming prospects who have the skills and the talent, but might not be a household name just yet. So this week, we're going to take the time out to salute one of the nastiest people in the world and is currently doing work as the number one middleweight contender in the Pro Fighters League. PFL's tournament. I'm talking about the super well-rounded and devastating Abis Magomedov. Abis is 28 years old, 6'2", a buck 85 because he fights at middleweight. He fights out of Germany, but by way of Dagestan. So if any of us know Anything about the Dagestanis, that is where Zabit comes from. That is also where one of the top fighters in the world, the best lightweight in the world, one of the best lightweights in MMA history, Khabib Nurmagomedov, also comes from there. And I'll talk about him in a second. But Abis doesn't have the typical record that one of our prospects would. Usually I have prospects with less than 10 fights. Abis is 21 and 3, but he is so good, I had to talk about him. 
And he is so good for somebody that he's literally on nobody's radar. So the fact that he's on nobody's radar, I have to bring him up. Um, This dude is incredible. He's super well-rounded, like I said before. But the bulk of his wins, and we think about the Dagestanis, you look at Khabib, you think about wrestling, the Sambo that comes from that part of the world. Well, Abis has that exact same background. He's one of the best Sambo practitioners of the world. He also has, again, he's a great grappler, upper echelon, top flight grappler. But 13 out of his 21 wins are by knockout. It's crazy. Four of his wins are by submission. And um, and just to let you guys know a little bit, like we talked about Khabib. Khabib is actually one of his cornermen. Khabib is one of his boys and one of his teammates. So even though Abis moved from Dagestan to Germany at 15 years old, he still keeps connected with all of his Dagestani guys. And hey, they're absolute savages, as we're finding out right now. So, um, under Abus's own admission, he's a wrestler at heart and by trade, but he worked on his striking to a point where if you didn't know any better, you would think he's a pro kickboxer. The reason he ended up doing this is because he even said, I know I'm a wrestler. I know that wrestling is my background and I'm a wrestler at heart. But knockouts pay the bills. The fact that somebody has this type of transparency and actually understands the business of MMA and fight sports and not just fight sports, just prize fighting. He understands that puts butts in the seats. So he made a point to sure up his striking, and he is one of the best that I have seen at that. He keeps a great pace, and he keeps his opponents pretty much at length. They don't know what to do. He moves extremely fluid, and he's super creative. He uses a whole lot of unorthodox techniques. He's able to do this because of his wrestling. His wrestling is so good, he doesn't care about getting taken down. So this allows his stand-up to flourish. And this puts his opponents on their back foot as opposed to attacking. So that in itself puts his opponents in a disadvantage. And that's probably why the bulk of his wins are by first round stoppage. I'm telling you, man, this dude is an absolute savage. Unlike most MMA fighters, Abis does an amazing job at feints, switching up stances, also switching up the levels of his attack, faking the takedown, jabbing to the body, one, two to the head, leg kick, back to the body, back to a leg kick, jab to the head, switches stances, jump knee. This dude is really, really creative, man. One thing that I noticed, if you actually watch his fights, He carries his hands super low. And he has really, really deceptive power and speed. A la the GOAT, Fedor Emelianenko. Fedor did this, and if you actually listen to Chael Sonnen's podcast, he talked about this as well this week. And he says it's incredible 
how fast because Fedor doesn't hold his hands in the right place or where conventional wisdom would actually believe your hands are supposed to be. Abyss does the same thing, keeps his hands very low, but what that ends up doing is that his opponents never see his punches coming. And that's how he puts people in trouble. His pace and his movement really, really, really remind me of one of my favorites, Bellator middleweight champ, Gegard Musasi. 100%. I see Abyss winning the PFL tournament, which, by the way, he competes this weekend at PFL 10 in D.C., that's actually going to be on NBC Sports Network, which should be around 7 p.m. or so Central Time. So be sure to check out Abyss. This dude is somebody who will continue to rise and he will continue to make his name in this sport. I'm so, so thrilled and happy that the PFL has a talent like this dude on their roster. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and give a salute to Abis Magomedov, episode 41's Prospect Alert. Yeah. Am I right or right? Um, yo, for real, man. Abis is a real monster. And I'm almost disappointed that it took me as long as it did to actually find this type of fighter, man. So, again, do, be, do yourselves a favor. Check this dude out. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. All right. Um, I haven't done this in a little bit, but I want because, man, people on social media crack me up. There's so many Fairweather fans. There's so many people that, man, just want to talk trash. And it's cool. I entertain it, man. Best believe I am one of those guys that if you talk trash to me on social media, nine out of 10, I'm going to say something back. So it's just entertaining to watch people actually, you know, arguing about fights when you can tell no one's actually watching it. Now, I'm OK with, you know, people that are casual fans. The, the majority of us are. But come on, man, if you're going to sit there and troll. And, and so let me go ahead. I'm just going to go ahead and jump into it. This week's hot takes. So um, one thing that's really been getting me this week. And it's been making me crack up, man. Everyone is talking about Floyd Money Mayweather fighting Khabib Nurmagomedov, um, fighting Conor McGregor again, and also fighting Canelo Alvarez, right? So recently, Canelo Alvarez, after his huge deal with Dazen, went out there and said that Mayweather wouldn't risk fighting me again. And when I'm thinking about it, and yes, Floyd Mayweather fought Canelo Alvarez five years ago. Floyd was in his late 30s at the top of his game. Canelo Alvarez was 21 years old. I think Floyd is the greatest defensive fighter of all time, boxer, I'm sorry, he's the greatest defensive boxer of all time. But the question is, and I saw this question a lot, would Mayweather risk fighting Canelo again? And this is how I feel about it. And this is just my thoughts, man. Just my thoughts. Of course, Floyd wouldn't risk 
fighting Canelo again at this point in time. When is the last time you actually heard Floyd say anything about a boxer in his prime? I'm not talking about Pacquiao old old self. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about a prime, in their prime, ready boxer in his weight class. Terrence Crawford comes to mind. Errol Spence Jr. comes to mind. And for those of us who don't know, there's plenty of word on the street that Errol Spence, before he was a big name, sparred Floyd a couple years ago and gave Floyd the business. So I digress. Floyd is talking about boxing MMA fighters. He's talking about boxing MMA fighters. He's not going to risk moving up two weight classes to fight Canelo Alvarez. But Floyd, and this is one thing I think people really need to understand. Floyd Mayweather is a troll. Floyd Mayweather loves attention. And he wants to keep his name in the news. What better way to keep your name in the news than to take shots at other fighters, especially when it comes down to MMA guys. So this is what Floyd said about Canelo and Connor. So he tweeted, it didn't matter if Canelo ate his PED steak or not this night. This was by far my easiest fight in my career. Canelo McQu- or Connor McQuitter was a way better fight than Canelo's cheating ass. And I beat the brakes off him too. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get my let me get my reading voice on. My bad. It takes me 36 minutes or less to make 300 million plus. It literally takes me one night and one fight to make what you make in five years and 11 fights. So really, who's still winning? You do the math. Hmm. Floyd, I don't want to see you fight no more, bro. I saw an MMA fighter who's never had a professional fight make a competitive fight for at least five rounds. And I haven't seen you fight a real boxer, or should I say box a real boxer, since, what, it's about four years ago now, you went ahead and went against um, Andre Berto. He doesn't really want to box. All he's doing is keeping his name in the public eye. Now, this is where my hot take comes in. All of the fans, everybody who loves Floyd Mayweather and says that Floyd Mayweather is the GOAT in this, and he just might be. He really might be the GOAT in boxing. I can concede to that. I can see the argument in that. But for any of us who sit there and actually think at this point in time that Floyd Mayweather is the top draw in boxing at 41 years old is sadly mistaken. The fact that Floyd Mayweather hasn't fought an actual boxer in almost five years 
to me just proves that he doesn't really want to fight an actual boxer or compete against somebody that could actually hurt him. So I'm going to double back to my original point. Would Floyd risk fighting anybody top at this present moment in time? Negative. Floyd don't want that smoke, man. So um, I love Floyd. Is Floyd one of the best ever? Yes. Is he one of the best today? Negative. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving to the next one, man. One championship is making moves, man. We already know we talked about earlier this week in Fight News, which was, um, I believe it was episode 39. So check that out if you guys have an opportunity. Eddie Alvarez signs with one championship. One championship's owner, Shatari Sit, I'm sorry, Sitatong, hosted a media call this Thursday and he offered a prediction. This dude says, hey, one, we're throwing 30, 30 events next year. That's 2019, which is a record high for us. Over the next three years, we plan to scale to 52 events and then eventually 104 events. So, Every Friday and Saturday across the entire continent of Asia, four billion strong. If you look at 2019, we have major, major footprints. We are literally at the very initial phase of either entering or have just entered. It's China, it's Korea, it's Japan, it's India. If you're going to make some noise over there in 2019, each of these countries is massive in terms of fan base, but also in terms of just economy. So this is what I found to be really interesting. I think one FC is actually, or should I say one championship is making some moves. The fact that they were able to go out and essentially snatch Eddie Alvarez from Bellator and the UFC who both were vying to get him it says a lot so I was thinking I was like why would Eddie go there what are they offering him they won championship if you haven't got an opportunity to check them out you need to some of the best in the world are out there doing work but we don't see him because it comes on at like two in the morning they have a great app. They have a great streaming service. So I think before you know, with Eddie Alvarez coming over, with Brandon Vera, who's already there, with guys like Ben Askren, who used to be their champion, I truly believe that one championship is going to soon try to make a play for the American market. Now, Bob Abram, top-ranked CEO and promoter, says on the heels of HBO shutting down their doors to boxing, he believes Showtime will do the same too. And guess what? So does Matchroom's um, guy, Eddie Hearn. That's the guy who does all the promotion for Dazzin as well. And I just want you guys to listen really quick what he had to say about Showtime. Similar 
to what top rank in ESPN. Absolutely, yeah. And we have a good relationship. We respect top rank. And I believe that ESPN Plus and DAZN are actually the future of boxing. I think if you're a fight fan, you should have both. It's $15 a month. We're competitors, but it's friendly. And I think these other networks and platforms are going to be looking at boxing like HBO did. I expect Showtime to leave the sport in 12 months because it's too ferocious, it's too competitive that people like, not Stephen Espinosa, but the people above him will look at boxing and go, this is expensive. And I'm not sure it's generating the business that we need it to, just like HBO did. It wasn't a decision of Peter Nelson, it was just the bosses looked at it and said, this market's gone crazy, everything's too expensive, and we're not delivering the numbers. So goodbye. Bob Aaron, he said the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Showtime might yeah. be... I think Bob Aaron's right. I think, Showtime, I, I think Showtime have a very limited future in boxing. Yo, how crazy is that? How crazy would it be if HBO and Showtime both left the boxing game within a couple months of each other? It'd be unprecedented. Now, what do I believe this is about? I think the pay-per-view model is done, people. It's done. Streaming is the way the future. Dazzin. Dazzin has some of the best fighters in the world. Just think about the boxers they have. Canelo Alvarez, Anthony Joshua, Danny Jacobs, Boo Boo Andrade, who's fighting this weekend. And then look at ESPN and ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus is with UFC now. They start in 2019. Dazzin is with Bellator. So they're both with one of the top streaming services for sports in the world. This is showing me a lot, man. This is very, very telling. And look, ESPN also has boxing with top rank. Look at the fighters that they have. ESPN arguably has the top two pound for pound fighters in the world. Boxers. Terrence Crawford. Lomachenko. These streaming services are making real play, people. And I'm going to be the first one to say it. it pay-per-view. You need to change what you're doing. Otherwise, these streaming services are going to finish you. Dude, it's happening in music. Spotify, SoundCloud, all these things. Streaming is the way. These networks need to change. These old heads in boxing and combat sports need to fix it. So I think one championship is making the same play as the UFC did with ESPN and what Bellator did with Dazzin. I can't wait to see what's going on uh, for the rest of the world, man. So this is going to be crazy, man. This is nuts. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens. Um, this weekend is going to be incredible, man. But yo, that's my time for the day. Enjoy the fights this weekend. PFL 10 and Dazzin both have great fights this Saturday. I'll be back to break those cards down before you know it. This is Serge Vicente. Thank you so much for joining me today on episode 41 of the Fight Podcast. The Fight Podcast is brought to you every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off of your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. 
podcast, follow me at Serge Vicente and support the show by checking the website out, thefightpodcast.com. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Purchase merch. Thank you all for listening. Salute to Abis, who's our uh, prospect alert for the week. And we will see you next time right here on The Fight Podcast. Peace out.